What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Welcome back, Brown Bag Lunch Crew. Season three, episode God knows what of TWBLC. I'm your host or co-host, Curtis Quinn, with Drew Luster as always, back home in Gloucester, Mass. How are we doing today, Drew? We're doing pretty well. It's we took a little bit of a week off. We had some stuff going on. We're back, stronger than ever, more determined than ever. We got plenty of content for you. It's a uh, you know, I, I'm I'm oftentimes talking about the weather and the season. I gotta say, it's we're in full swing here. It's probably 45 degrees, gloomy, cold, a little bit of wet. It's been pretty wet lately. Not a big fan of that. So, just needed to start snowing. That's all. I love snow. I want some snow. I'd rather have that than it be this disgusting, cold, wet mess. So, that's where we're at around here. Holidays coming up. What do you got? Holidays. Wednesday, October 28th. You're right. We got a few. We have National Internal Medicine Day. So I assume, I presume this is just any, you know, medication you are taking, you know, in any way, in any way, in any orifice, internally into your body (laughs) for the benefit of your well being. Next, uh, we'll stay on the medical. On that medical, so that's probably medical. not, you know, the external medicine such as bombs and lotions. Yeah, I was gonna say like band aids. I don't know why I said I meant band aids, lotions, creams. Yeah, anything of that nature. Ointment. Any ointments, anything like that. It's not. Let's not get it twisted. We are not celebrating those tomorrow. That's a good clarification. Um, staying in that medical in the medical realm is tomorrow's National First Responders Day. Um, been a hell of a year, so yeah. why not? Why not just go over the top tomorrow and celebrate any and all first responders that you know and love, because they that's well deserved. So that's number two, and number three, we'll we'll, we'll keep it a little bit light, a little bit sweet. I'll say National Chocolate Day, oh. pretty broad. I love. I personally adore chocolate, as you know. Yes, chocolate milk, chocolate cake cookies really anything and everything so big day for me tomorrow that's for sure david DeMaio still calls me the chocolate boy because his brother phil deemed that uh on me back in like when i was in probably like fourth fifth grade just due to your love of all things chocolate yes oreos uh ice cream usually had a a chocolate ring around my face yeah you have it right here in between in the creases of the lips oh yeah so we've been there those are that's a good slate that's a good slate it's of a holidays pretty, pretty diverse tomorrow. lineup so so take a take a chance to celebrate all of those tomorrow and with that let's move on to our hate of the week drew i can go first if you'd like i would like that yeah okay this one is up there with some of my best i'd say and i think okay. it just applies so to every single person on this planet Unless okay. they're unless they're like in the Guinness Book of World Records for not cutting their nails, it's cutting your nails too short. <laughs> yeah, I just cringed. Well, I gotta be honest, I have a disgusting habit. I bite my fingernails. Yeah, we've talked about this before. You it's, gotta stop uh, that. 
especially during a pandemic, just not an ideal habit to have. Toes, though, boy, let me tell you, cutting your toenails too short and then sliding socks over oh. them, and you just get that, you just get that shiver up your spine. My hands are what really bothers me because I feel like when I notice it is when I go like golfing or something, oh. and it's just, uh, it, it bugs me all day long. Yeah, that's a that's a very good one, because I don't know how else to say this. Once you go, once you go short, it's not like you're, you're screwed for yeah. a good amount of time. For like, like you got three, three days it. probably is is you Before have just you no other options or get used to it. You just have to deal with the misery yeah. of like just being like. For me, it's just like the stimulation or like just like so sensitive. It's like. I just, I flip. We could get into a, a whole nail subdivision too with like hang nails. And then you get, when you dude. don't cut your nails across and you get the ingrown nail. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, do, do you really, are you really trying to make me tell the story that I had a freaking dead nail for uh, uh, 11 months through last month, basically? When I was, yeah, I was playing flag football. Three days before Thanksgiving, 2019, stubbed it, felt all the blood rush to it because I had like cleats that were too small on. Yep. During BFL and I like stopped short, felt all the blood rush to it. I was like, uh oh, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> Took it off. It was huge, and you know, like, like I could feel. You know, when you can like feel your heart beating in like a certain part. Like, yeah. I felt it in my toe, and I was like, that's not good. And then I tried draining it and all the gunk and blood was already dried up. So there was really no release from the pressure. So it did the nail die, the whole nail? Whole nail died. And then really, I probably all like um, summer really is when it was started to really push itself out. And then unfortunately, one day at the beach, I looked down and it was just like hanging off one side. Like, the, That's like swinging like beach. an open door, swinging like an open door. So then I just, when I got home, I just cut it down and there was just no nail. And then I'm at a point now where I have like a pretty solid start to a new nail. Okay. Now here's a question. The nail just grows in from like the base of the nail, right? So yeah. is it, you're just inching slowly up your toe? Um, yes. Like the dead, like the new nail is pushing the, the dead nail off mm -hmm. and it just like pushes the the damaged nail bed out and then you just keep trimming it down until it's not there anymore type of deal. But so, yeah, for instance, the new nail is a very, very short nail. It's like, it's like barely a nail right now. It's like very weak and it's almost like skin. Like it's not fully developed yet. I can show you right now if you would like to see. No, I'm all right. I, I okay. imagine it in my head, but that's interesting. The beach cures all things that salt water oh, and sand. So, yeah. If you're soaking it and then rubbing it against the sand, walking in flip flops all summer, that thing's bound to pop off. And it did. Yeah. So, well, we'll yeah. move on from the nail talk and we'll move on to your hate of the week. What do you have? It's similar to like, um, sort of like self trimming hygiene type of deal. You'll notice I don't have a lot of hair right now yep. on my face. Typically do. Um, it's when you're shaving or trimming up like a beard and you go like too far down, like right here or like too short in one place to a, to basically to a place of a point of no return. And then you just have to shave everything because yeah. there's no way you can save it to make it look natural and normal and de even relatively decent. Yep. It's not a ton of people can probably relate, but there's a good amount of people out there who probably trim up their beards and stuff. Or like if you clean up the sideburns which again, I don't have right now. 
Um, shout out to Barbers and Skin Fade always. And it's just a tough, it's a tough place to be. You got to shave everything, start over. Especially it's cold in the winter. I don't have any hair really. I don't love it. So it's just shaving, you know, you nick yourself, you shave yourself too low, too high, too short, too long. And then you have to start over. It's, it sucks. Well, that's a, a very privileged hate of the week there because some of us cannot grow an iota of facial hair, but we won't that's go fair. there. We that's fair. Any honorable um, mentions this week? Yeah, I have one that can actually kind of segue us into a future segment. It's fantasy football bad beats. And this is a, actually probably a first-time dual um, love slash hate of the week because I know it was a love of the week before. It's garbage time points. Now we're, I'm talking on the other side of things yeah. when it's a bad beat. Shout out to Soren this week. Fantastic example. Um, and I actually had this last week too, so I promise I'm not just ragging on you, Soren. I believe Soren was down 0.5 points yes. to somebody. Long story short, we were kind of joking with him, yanking his chain a little bit about Chris Carson getting hurt. Turns out he actually got hurt, left the game, really needed – I believe he needed – five yards rushing or any type of reception basically to, to to win him the game yeah out for the game lost by 0.5 in a in a massive game at that for soren who, who knew was starving for the win so i'm gonna go with my honorable mention being fantasy football bad beach whether it's an in injury garbage time touchdown against you it is just the worst I'm surprised you had another honorable mention uh, just the other day. You and Jimmy in the group text were talking about the the I voted stickers or not. I, I don't think it's so much the I voted stickers as it is the the posting of it on social media. Yeah, um, I don't. As everybody knows, I don't like to dip my toes into that too much publicly. Um, but what I will say is it, it's a little bit similar to the birthday thing, Kurt, where which is like, interesting because you're on the other side of the birthday thing for me. You're right. And especially where this is every four years and a birthday is once a year, you would think that, mm -hmm. I know, I, duration-wise, you would think that I'd probably let you off the hook. No. I I don't know what it is. Like, to each their own, I guess. It's just I am sick of it just popping on Instagram and just looking at stories and just seeing, like, the stickers and the pens and the in the in the novels about. Have you voted yet? Yes. Okay. And have I posted a photo? You didn't even know. Like you see, you just had to ask me what man to Well, I, I'm gonna be honest, I wouldn't know if somebody who posted it like also already voted, like you know, I, I just don't I don't jot down the names off of the Instagram stories and, and make a list of who voted yeah. this year in Gloucester, Massachusetts. No, and it and again it's not gonna really change how I feel. Like if anything, it it just kind of is aggravating to me. I'm I'm honestly sick of it, so I can't wait for this all to just hopefully disappear for the better. There's we'll definitely see. uh Yeah, it's like a self pride thing, but the self-pride thing's fine, I think, when it was like 1990 or early 2000s when there wasn't internet and you had the I voted sticker. It's like, yeah, they wear that for the day because yeah. it's election day. It's like Ash Wednesday. You get the ash on your yeah. face. You yeah, walk exactly. down and you're like, look at me. I got the ash on my head. Yeah, that's very true. And now for a day, though. It's they're, not, they're not. Yeah. People, I mean, actually, some people are actually, from what I've seen, taking selfies of them with the ash on the head. But for the most part, it's a similar directionally similar uh, type of behavior yeah the pandemic definitely elongated the process this year and with it being in 
insane election which oh yeah seemingly becomes more apparent each election uh people love to put that up love it all right well we'll move on to some sports oh before we get to sports we gotta talk stock we have to address stocks yeah we We have to address it we've been off for you know maybe last week we didn't record the podcast because i was down on my stock portfolio yeah and i was just really down in the gutter and i i continue to be there after this past week it's been a tumultuous three weeks that's a great vocab word it's uh yeah i mean i can start it's been (laughs) it's been volatile yeah it's been tough i'm i'm I was a little, it's depressing. I got to be honest, opening it and just seeing red everywhere in the entire app. Hey, every scroll. day, every like, day. I'm talking like the graphs, the font, everything's red down, 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 down. It's like, what the F word. So today I had about 260 bucks just sitting in my buying power mm-hmm. and just threw it all on DraftKings. We're going to buy low as low as we can. I'm yep. thinking this, I don't, I hope it doesn't get much lower for my sake. So I'm jumping in. And I'm waiting, like you said, I think we're at a point now where, you know, capitalize. sports in general, I think we got to capitalize. Sports in general seem to be back. The NFL looks like every single member of every single player and every single coach could have COVID in the season is not stopping. They are not. Yeah. Get off the tracks is what they're saying. Like, we're not stopping this train. I agree. So that's why I'm buying into DraftKings. Another six shares, I think it turned out to be around there um which is great you see the commercials we're rooting hard for them and i'm just hoping for this I, i'm i'm ready to climb back up it's the spider-man gif of him scale scaling legs the lincoln falling. monument yeah yeah oh, no the that, washington monument the washington i don't monument. i think it's the washington monument yeah yes and um that's my mindset as i wake up every day trying to just trying to claw our way out of this and hope that DraftKings has a a pretty big comeback here yeah, pens down as well. So those gaming ones really took a hit with the like second surge of COVID. But I'm with you on the the theory that I don't think anything's stopping the sports train right now. They're no. they're back to making their billions of dollars, and the gaming stocks are going to capitalize on that. You got the Masters upcoming, which is one of the biggest betting sporting oh, yeah. events of the year. Um, what are some other stuff like college college uh, NCAA football? Is the yeah. same thing. There's been a, a shit ton of cases, and it seemingly yeah. means nothing. It certainly means nothing to the, the coach of Florida there, Dan Mullen. They had to co- close their school because they had so many cases, shut down the program. Meanwhile, he's like, oh, let's pack the house against LSU. Doesn't care. Yeah. Nobody cares. Also, side note, oh, I lost my train of thought. Son of a beast thing. I had something, too. Well, I'll, I'll get into, maybe it'll pop back up here. Okay, I'm going to yeah. hop into my portfolio. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we hit our Westell cash out point. Oh, my God. Huge for me. That for was my the, morale. That was the peak of my uh, stock portfolio. I was just north of 2000 in profit, which was about a 13% uh, profit margin ab- uh, above my investments. In retrospect now, okay, I am down 0.3% all time. That is uh-huh. a $2,140 shift in the past, I don't know, th- three weeks. Because we got cashed out early October. Yeah, first like few days of October. October right? 9th, 10th-ish, around there. So it hasn't been a long time. 
No. And but the weird thing is, I'm extremely calm, Drew. Almost too calm. Steely. Steely card. Calm. Yeah. calm. Yeah. So oh I like obviously I wish I cashed out at the high point and then I just bought back in at this point. Yeah. But so everybody does, of course. But I was down, you know, probably eighteen hundred dollars off the start with Moderna. And we worked our way. We just did the Spider Man GIF. We did the yeah. the the guy climbing with the ice picks up the mountain. The ice pick, yeah. So it's an all time one too. Being even feels like a win almost. That's right, a right now. It's a little bit sad for you to say that. I, I feel know. a little bit but again, that's part of the game, right? It's part of the game is readjusting expectations, trying to stay positive and yeah and just grind it out. Oh, we're staying that's what we're doing. We're staying very positive, Moderna. Hold steady as you say. Hold steady. Yeah. November fifteenth, I think, is the Moderna. All right. We're gonna see where it goes. If it can explode, we'll okay. be looking out for that. Make the, a break with the vaccines coming Boomer out. Bust. Not only that, I think if the vaccines do come out and they are successful, you're gonna see obviously the stocks reflect that all across the board. Whether it's the airlines and maybe it's the airlines a couple months down the road, but the expectations will drive that stock price up higher. Also, Absolutely. after the election, the stimulus is back on the table, which means people can get more money to then invest in the stocks. And also, it bails out the bigger companies, such as the airlines, who are struggling right now to pay their workers. So, mic drop. This has been a rough three weeks, and I think it's going to be another rough week, past maybe two weeks, uh, past the election. After that, growth potential. Okay. We, we, are, not, we are not stock analysts, nor should you listen to our advice. <laughs> but, but if you do, there's a little tidbit for you. Yeah. Did you like come that. up with anything you were thinking of, or you lost it? I have no idea what I was going to say. All right. Well, that'll wrap up stock talk. Let's move on to sports now. Uh, I got to throw out there as like the headline issue this week. We had a little. Uh, what do they call that? A little do to do in the not do to do. What am I thinking of? Huh? A little do to do. Is that I don't know. You keep saying that same word and I don't know what you're trying to say. So I can't help you. I'm just going to go with that. We had a we had a little do to do in the group chat over the Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the New England Patriots of 2020. And I have to throw out the, you know, hot sports radio take of, is this when people start switching their demeanor or their mindset from, you know, it was always Belichick and his system beforehand were going to be fine to... Maybe it was like Brady was a lot better than people thought in regards to a system like quarterback. I would say yes. I would say number one. I I, I kind of went middle ground there at the end. I didn't want to scold and hot take like uh, WEI or something like that. So. so here's my thing. We talked in the group chat. Here's my thing. Do I wish we had Tom Brady on our team right now? absolutely like no question asked no free ads i think that was a little bit of a piece of play from the back, though. Yeah, you went in and out there say that again <clears throat> no free ads but i do think you just threw an uh popped a nice piece of outback sirloin into your mouth is that what that is 
Yeah, I did. Seneca, eight ounce, medium cooked. Oh my God. Don't tease me with a good time. Anywho, of course I wish Tom Brady was our quarterback. Of course, like I was talking, I was I think I was talking to Josh and Wyatt earlier today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think if Tom Brady's the quarterback of this team right now, even with the crazy opt-outs and losses on defense, with like Hightower, Jamie Collins, KVN, Chung, etc., I think the window of contention is still another. I think you still have another year and a half, two years, based on the way that he's playing. Okay. That ball that he threw to Scotty Miller, where it was between the back pylon, the back left pylon, and two defenders, yeah, right into the bread bucket probably at least 40 yards maybe 50 i mean that might have been the best throw i've ever seen that's what the critics say he doesn't have and he threw a a similarly great one to gronk it was only about a 20 25 yarder but it was a little route to the the corner sideline it was just a corner for gronk uh from the opposite end and just dropped in the bucket in between like three defenders yeah. He was either going to Evans underneath or Gronk over the top. He got the guy to bite towards Evans and then laid it to Gronk. Laid it right over the top. Um, with that said, I do, I do want to say, I will never, ever, ever in a million years turn my back to Bill Belichick or the Patriots. I am a hundred percent committed fan through and through. Do I want Brady to win another Super Bowl? I gotta say, I don't really care. Like if he does, awesome. If he doesn't whatever like i'm i gotta be honest i'm as neutral as neutral can be patriots fan through and through like i said i get the the, my biggest issue right now curtis is the effort on the side of the patriots they people are gonna say oh like they lost too many guys they lost brady you can still be competitive these last two games zero competitiveness zero effort they get down and they fold stupid mental mistakes stupid penalties Winovich getting benched, he's just not going out in the field, leaving 10 guys out there. I just Historically, we've seen Belichick's teams be as mentally sharp as ever. Even They've never been the most skilled team on the field, ever. No. And they're still going to execute and work their nuts off. And over the last two games, boy, has it been difficult to watch. They've... And it's unfortunate. Hold on, one more thing. Mm-hmm. This is my last thing. It's unfortunate that Cam Newton and the entire Patriots team got my hopes up really through three weeks i would say four weeks probably actually because that seattle game even when the game ended you can go back and check the receipts of the pod we were both pretty confident that was as good of a loss as you'll see in terms of a measuring stick week two on the road against seattle and then what was it the next week raiders and then kansas city who that defense played incredible as good as they could have played in Kansas City, stepped up to the plate, offensively couldn't do anything, which seems to be the theme. So I'm just upset that they got my hopes up, and now I'm back to where, you know, let's drop both to the Jets so so we can get the tiebreaker yeah, and get Trevor Lawrence and just start rebuilding everywhere because we just look slow. Too many holes to fill. Too many people lost. I think if, if Tom Brady's the quarterback of this team right now, I think you have – you got to have at least three wins probably. Um but regardless of who's there, who's not there, the effort that I've seen is just unacceptable. And I'm, I'm just – I've never seen a team, the, a Patriots team like this where it's just almost to the point of Red Sox this year where it's an, almost an unwatchable product because it's so unenjoyable. Like it, like that Sam Frank game, they were never – it was they was never competitive. They were never close, you know. 
here's so what I'll say issue. about the Patriots. It's, I think, what we had over decades and decades of Tom Brady was the thought of they can get it right, like they can get it back and right the ship with the offense because he didn't have great defenses all the time. When he had the great defenses, it was really only early on in his career when they weren't relying on him, and then that last year that they just played uh, where the offense struggled mightily due to what I would describe as wide-receiving lack of talent. Lack thereof. Just point-blank period. Point-blank period. And I think the offensive line is better this year. I think they've been given Cam enough time. But I think what we lose is that ability to get down in a game and even have a shot at coming back because that means – You'd have you're gonna have to throw you know thirty to forty times during the game if you're gonna somehow do it within a time a certain time limit. And yeah. Brady was called upon, called upon to do that countless and countless times, and he could do that. I don't think the offense has any chance of doing that with Cam because that's not the quarterback he is. He's gonna throw you know twenty to twenty five times and run the ball ten times in a great game that he has. Yep, and you saw the first two weeks of the season too. And I kept it close. I think defenses are keying in on that now. Is they're saying, like I said in the beginning of the season, I said that option looks really good the first two weeks, but five six weeks down the road, how's that going to look when teams start, you know, doing their tape and doing their yeah. film versus them and saying, hey, let's make them throw thirty to forty times a game because I we don't think he can beat us. Now, outside of actual defense, like defenses catching on and watching film i honestly i was so i was excited that we had cam i thought he through again through the first two weeks he would he could he could elevate us outside of that though Kurt, it looks like he just is not capable physically of throwing a football like like what's the word i'm looking for mechanics wise i saw some things on twitter i didn't like and i am i played quarterback one practice for the jv fisherman so that can tell you something. Number two, him just throwing balls at people's feet and ankles, not even giving them a chance yep. to catch it. It I, I don't know what it is, but something has to change because and... he just looks physically worse too. No, it's not even that the defense is prepared. There was plays that I saw where three guys were wide open and on like play action, and he just scrambles and throws it away. So yeah, something's up. And I know you were you were very critical of the defense the last game. Oh yeah. Unless, I mean, I will say, no, did they play good? Absolutely not. They played like horrendous. Knife through but Jeff Wilson Jr. They're like going to have games like that, which I expect throughout the season. Yeah. The fact is we weren't even in like any realm of contention because we also had three turnovers on the offensive side of the ball. And yeah. did we even have 100 yards of total offense? Because it didn't feel like it. I I want to say it was it was under 150. I'll tell you that. Okay. It was so definitely, and I think Cam didn't even throw for 100. So yeah, incredibly low. But let's move on from the Pats. Let's talk the rest of let's. the league here. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, sketchy right now. Uh, just from <clears throat> yeah. me watching fantasy, but you know, six field goals versus the Jets. You can't punch one through on debatably the worst team in the entire NFL historically maybe one of the worst teams of all time the Bills look like they I don't know it, it, it's a perfect Bills model because you know you get the fan base going 
these guys get some confidence through the first four weeks. Yeah. But is it sustainable? It never seems like it is. And right now, they look like they look like it isn't. Granted, they're still going to easily win the AFC East, from what I'm seeing in the rest of the AFC East. Yeah. Miami, Miami might Miami's give them a run for their money. Still, yeah. I mean, they have a damn good defense. Tua adds another dynamic to that team. I know Fitzpatrick played well, but let's, I don't want to you know get you off topic. But they look like they're they've digressed over the first what do we six weeks of the year? Yeah, seven, seven, seven weeks. Seven weeks. They look like they've, they've gotten gradually worse. So, yeah, let's move. Let's just move through the AFC in total. The Steelers, I would argue, are the best team in football right now. Uh, they look their amazing. defense is awesome. Like their defensive line, obviously, is great. But their defense in total is fantastic. And Ben can turn the ball over all he wants because that offense is explosive and the defense yeah. is going to back him up. So I don't – I mean, I gotta be yeah, KC can overpower him offensively, but they've had games where they don't put up the numbers that they usually do. And I'll take the team with the better defensive line that's getting pressure on the guy all the time. Yeah, I – Part of me secretly wanted the Titans to really give them a run for the money, which they did, but it, you know, it took them a kind of miraculous comeback. Yeah. I wanted, because because if you look at who the Chiefs played prior, it wasn't great. So I thought this would be their first big test, and they passed with flying colors, as you said. So they're Titans are no slouch of a team whatsoever, I think, and they basically ran through them th- for three for like three quarters of that game. So let me ask you a question on the Titans, though. Do you think they can actually win a Super Bowl? No, no, I don't. But I, don't I think either. they're definitely. I think they're in that absolutely silver the tier playoffs, uh, where they're they're going to be a tough team AFC to play again. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's weird. You saw I, last, I mean, you saw last year they were up what 14, 17 on Kansas City, and again, like Tennessee's offense just is not built to come back. Like if they get down, they're screwed. Yeah, you saw Kansas City do it twice. The reason they won the Super Bowl is because they can hit home runs when they need to. They can. They're going to score out well, and there's nothing you can do to stop there's, them. There's, as we said in the Atlanta game, there's too much time on the clock. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You you saw it in the 2018 AFC Championship. You give Mahomes 30 seconds, he's going to set up a field goal easily. Like, yeah. no question. So if you don't have an offense that can do that in crunch time, you're screwed, and I don't know if the Titans do. So, yeah, I, I would agree there. The Chiefs still I – won't, I won't call them fraudulent, but – the way they played against us was really not impressive. I got to be honest, and I mean I'm not a huge Le'Veon but Bell you're gonna guy. Have, you're gonna have games like that over a, a yeah. 16 week season, you know. There's, I think they're still easily the best team. I don't. Um, I think Steelers to me right now, just based off play, I got to give it to the Steelers. I think Chiefs are still number two because you can't you can't take them off that top. Here's tier. here's a question. I think those are clearly the two best teams. Who's three then? Off the top of my head, I say the Ravens because of their but, defense. But again, but, they're frauds offensively too. Yeah, they've been – that's another team. Well, you look at past playoff historics too and you say, yeah. can, Can't can Lamar throw the ball when if they're, he's down, when it's like they're down and they're not controlling the game? Exactly. Uh, and we've seen time and time again whether it was, I think, the Chargers defense one year. And yep. who was the other? Was it Tennessee? Last year, Titans, yeah. Yeah. Literally. So, good defenses, and you're going to play good defenses, and you got to figure out a way past that, and it's usually through throwing the ball. Now, here's one. If if those are your top two in the AFC, let's hear Maybe I want to hear. Titans, though. Maybe that's you think three. So? 
Yeah, I would put Titans probably above the Ravens. Yeah, AJ Brown's a beast. They, Derrick Henry is, oh my god, Daniel's if the Titans, yeah. Poor Adam Gase. Every everyone who just escapes him just ends up being pretty damn good. Let's so. let's shift fire here, and we'll talk uh, NFC. Give a give me your top three out of that because I think that's a much tougher question. I would agree. Um, or however many you need to to get to it. Let me just pull up something real quick. I don't need people love to throw Seattle out there as the number one because they have Russell Wilson. They have all this offensive capability. Their defense stinks. It's yep. bad. Like every single game, they're okay. in a very close game because their defense cannot hold anybody and they rely on Russell Wilson to go win the game. I don't think they're the number one team in the West. And I have my, I have my three. Number one. Yep. This is number one right now. I want everybody to know it's based on one, the one game that I saw of these two top two teams okay. where it looked like it was going to be a blowout on one side. And then Rogers looked like he pooped himself and it looked and boy, did it swing quick. Yeah. Very quick. <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I'm going to go Tampa Bay Bucks. I, I mean, I have to, I have to, I think Ronald Jones and Fournette is just pretty damn good in the backfield yep obviously we all know tight ends and receivers that they have it's i mean it's it banana seems land. like they finally meshed an offense after the first couple of weeks where people were you know a little yeah looks like they're looks like they're getting gronk involved more in the red zone which is where i mean he's not the guy he used to be he's not gonna help you stretch the field but he's gonna produce unfortunately I, well you said that and zone. i i gotta call you out on that because he looks to me like the guy he used to be. It's just they're using him less. Is he as quick, Drew? No. No. But he can do exactly what he did to people, and that's body people in the end zone yeah. or across the seam or to the sidelines, just throw him the high ball. Look, he's certainly not as explosive, and there's no way that you can argue that he is. No, he isn't. But he's doing but what he's he doing... needs to do for this team. Yes. He's and still he's probably <clears throat> second or third best tight end in the league. Yeah, there's not many. There's not many right now, but he's he's up there. He looks like, like he's doing. Kittle, Kittle could be above him. Kelsey Kittle. could be above him. Yeah, I know um, you're not a big Travis Kelsey fan, but oh, he's such a douche. <laughs> I think uh, he really is. Kittle's easily number one. He's an absolute savage. So I'm going Bucks number one based on that game. Yep. And just based on the way Brady's playing. Okay. I'm going Packers number two. Gotcha. They've historically had bad defenses. I think their defense is a lot better than it has been, and offensively. I mean, the way that he, after getting trounced by the Bucks, the way he came out and just surgically annihilated. Who would they play? Sorry. This week, who'd I'm they, not sure. It doesn't matter who it was. It was bad. It was, I mean, Devontae Adams looked like he was playing against the Chargers yeah, C team. It was. was running out will. And it's like, okay, Aaron Jones With is up, Jamal Williams. Williams. Yeah. Here you go. Put, like, next man up, quite literally. Um and then they have the bruiser and the guy from BC there too, who's not that bad either, um, AJ Dillon. So they're my number two team just based on that those items. And then, boy, oh boy, three is three, tough. Three is going to be between Arizona, two teams: Seattle, LA, San Fran. The whole division. The whole division. I know San Fran. Too, uh, unfortunately, I love San Fran. I love rooting for them. I love the coach. 
I love I love the way they play, but they're not um, healthy injury enough. wise. They've just sustained too many injuries. Debo's banged up for a few weeks already now, and he just got back. It just they, too many injuries on defense. I don't think they're going to be able to really dominate down the stretch. I would like argue that year. values them higher because they've kind of survived. They're four and three. Yeah, that I know. many injuries. That's impressive. I'm gonna. I know you don't. You're not gonna agree. I'm gonna go Seattle as three A and Arizona as three B. Okay. Just based on Seattle's um, historically, they've been there before. Russell Wilson isn't. He's he's incredible. Um, Tyler Lockett's gonna come and go, but boy, when he, I don't want to say when he comes, but when he plays well, he. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous. He's yeah. he's like my height, and he's catching one-handed balls over guys hey, that are. When he comes, it's a lot. When he comes, he comes. Yeah, no doubt about that. And then DK Metcalf. Now this goes back. I'm going to take this really full circle here, Kurt, with the Patriots thing. Boy, oh boy, would you like to have a guy like DK Metcalf <laughs> on this team who can just create separa- separation, be an absolute problem in the red Run zone. Run guys down 102 ma- yards. Make plays. Yeah, that's the type of guy that you need on the team like this. This year was zero leadership, zero effort, zero fight. That guy is an absolute monster. We've so got Nikhil Harry over him, correct? Yep, and we passed on AJ Brown with the uh, and Debo and a couple other guys, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, so yeah. don't get me going there. Seattle defensively not great by any means, but I, I, I and I'm not the biggest Pete Carroll guy, but they've been there before. Russell Wilson has been there before. They're gonna always be competitive. Oh, and it's they're a gonna, close game every game. But they're gonna I, bruise I think you with that's what... I think that's what bites them in the end game is yeah. you keep playing all these they close keep people games. around. Yeah. You're going to flip the quarter one time and it's not going to be heads. Not going to go your way. Yeah. And then Arizona, I have to say like, I like the Rams, but I almost think they're a little bit fraudulent. I don't think they have enough. I think Arizona, I mean, boy, oh boy, like the way, like I just, I don't even have really have words for this team offensively, incredibly explosive. Kyler Murray, I don't know if I totally trust him yet. He he come he again. He's another guy who comes and goes because he's gonna drop a guy. He's gonna drop a dime into DeAndre Hopkins' lap, seventy yards, and then he's gonna miss Andy Isabella on the next on the next route. Shout out UMass uh, on the next route by five yards. So defensively, they play good football. They really do. They're gonna they're gonna make you fight for every yard. Um, so the Cardinals might be one of those teams that I just root for because. They haven't been great, and they're they're kind of this year's almost 49ers. Like T- they just... Tennessee Titans, I would argue. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee is probably a better comparison. Um, so they're probably my one. I mean, my three B, and then honorable mentions. Uh, I mean, the NFC East is an abs- They don't even deserve to be talked about. Um, Who wins that division? I think the Eagles do. They have a healthy quarterback, and I think. Imagine think, if the Washington football team won that division. That would be. I would. I'm rooting for them. I would love to see them win the division. Ron Rivera just got uh, cancer got out of the hospital, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so shout out him. Shout out Scary Terry. Terry McLaurin is they the got only... a lot to play for for Ron. So they do. We'll see. The football team. That's so. Those are my three. My honorable mention. I'm gonna go. The Bears are absolute garbage. So are the Lions. Saints are gonna be my honorable mention team. My boy Mike Thomas. If he comes back, he's. He's a diva. He's a prima donna. But if he comes back, he cha- I think he changes that offense. Absolutely. Um, as we all know, and come out the best in the league, non-biased. 
say as we all know again, Kamara's As we all know. Um, again. As we all know. And Kamara, I think, is the best back in the league. On like third and anything third and five or less, he, he's gonna be a problem for you. So look out for them because they're com- they're gonna come down the stretch hot, I think, when they get him back. So all right, you want to hear my top three after that soliloquy? Yes, I just went on a little bit too far. Let's hear your top three. All right, you don't you're not high on the Rams in San Fran. I'm I'm pretty high on them, but I agree okay. with you on. I want to say Tampa's number one. I, I have a slight problem with putting them there because I don't fully trust their defense either. But mm-hmm. I will say their offense, I think, out of all the five-win teams, their total differential is plus 58, and the next closest is like plus 32. The yeah. Bears actually have a negative two differential with five okay. wins. Okay, they are... That's they might impressive. as well be two and five. Can we just say that? Because they just got dismantled they're frauds. last night. Yeah, they're frauds. Oh my god, they terrible. Uh, and then number two, I'm actually gonna go with the LA Rams because okay. I think they know how to control the game. I think they're the best overall team in that West division, NFC West. I like Arizona. I like Seattle. I'll still put Green Bay as as the number three though, just because their run game is is fantastic. Aaron Jones yep. is a monster. So yep. those are my top three with Arizona and Seattle. I think they're the exact same team. Horrible, great offense. Yep. And they'll be in the wild cards. That's insane. That you know, a couple of those teams aren't going to get in the playoffs. It's disgusting that a team like the 49ers or Rams are going to fight for their life and the Eagles get to cakewalk to a Lincoln Financial home field playoff game. That is – it's repulsive. It's repulsive, but – But they're going to get the doors blown off them at home as well. Yes, by the wild card team. It's going to be – it's great, but like the same time, eventually they're going to – the end is near for them. I think you're going to see the – the writing's on the wall essentially is what I'm trying to say, like you said. They're going to meet their match, and it's not going to be good. Absolutely. Uh, other sports news, Tampa Bay Rays playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Game huge, six. Huge game six for them. Would love Who's on the bump? Is them. it Morton and Bueller? Or is that – no. I'm not quite sure. I haven't been tracking it all that closely. I do know I am rooting for the Rays. The, yeah, me too. I watched the ending of the game four, which was Holy absolutely – insane that game was insane i mean start the circus music once that ball gets bobbled in center field yeah and you feel like you're down at the magnolia tree dome and the entire right field lines going crazy yeah 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 <laughs> that was the play looked like it took 20 minutes to develop from the minute contact was made to when that guy crossed the plate yeah. foul had to dive oh my god i Crazy-ness. mean the the craziest thing to me is that's horrible third base coaching and base running by the yeah. guy rounding he was out by a half a baseline it wasn't even close. no yes yeah. there was at least out five or six feet with yeah if that's i mean yeah it's an easy out it, yeah and, and everybody's berating the third base coach and the base runner if that if the if the catcher feels that cleanly and just tag him. yeah and, and, and it, like game still goes ties goes to extras but you lose that opportunity to win the game right there yeah. but it all turns out okay they end up losing game five four to two and I would love to see a game seven. A game seven would make the entire MLB season so good. Worth it. Yeah. In my opinion. Totally worth um, it. 
Here's my comparison. It's an unfortunate comparison. I don't want to make it, but I feel like I have to. Okay. I'm always gonna. I'm almost gonna compare this series to the NBA Finals, where the Heat were a great story, very tough team yeah. to play against. They're um, outmatched. But, but eventually, eventually, you know, the Cinderella story will end because the the Lakers were quite obviously a, a better team, and eventually, we're just gonna impose their will upon the the weaker team, which they did. And unfortunately, I think that may happen tonight or if there's a game seven for the Dodgers. Um, I don't want it to happen, but I think it might. So I'm, I'm going Dodgers in six or seven, but I'd like to see the Rays, you know, grind, grind one out and create a game seven, like you said. Absolutely. And I think Kenzie was telling me that their entire roster is like, 28 million or something like that which is incredibly low versus the dodgers 100 plus you know roster yeah i think so i think the stat was the entire Rays roster is 28 million and then mookie Betts and somebody else combined just two guys on their team were at the same number like 28 million i forget who it was but pretty wild stat no doubt about that it's the modern day you know billy bean oakland athletics story and you just can't give up on it. You know you, you're probably going to get your heart broken 95 99% of the time. But yeah. maybe, just maybe, there's if that 2004 Red Sox in them. Boy, oh boy. So let's move on to wrap up here. Drew's dad joke. What do we got? Let's wrap up with it. Um, did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? No, I guess, but I, I never really thought of where they were cooked. I'll give you I'll give you another minute to think about where they might have been cooked. Where were the French fries cooked in? America? They were cooked in Greece. They were cooked in Greece. The, the uh, French fries. Um Is that a true statement? No, that's a joke. I don't oh. know if it's true. I didn't fact check myself. Oh are they spelling it G E A S E? like the the place, not the substance. Oh, okay. The cooking oil. No. Yeah. So I don't know. That'd but be that's funny. Brought to you by, that's that... brought to you by Gloucester Gear as always. Um, are we going to do Fraud of the Week? Yeah. Fire up the Fraud of the Week. I have a Fraud you. of the Week. I've been waiting on this one. It's stupid, but I have to say it. I have to get it off my chest. Okay. It's ACLs. Tell me when an ACL did something good. Tell me when an ACL, there was a positive story about someone's ACL ever. Can't. I mean, that's all I have to say to you. Every every week, someone tears their ACL. Baker Mayfield, dumbass, throws a pick, second pick, play the game. Odell Beckham tries to make a great play. Boom, ACL, out for the year. Would you he was going to be a Patriot in two weeks. Would you argue that, you know, every it's the day— mo- It's the most fraudulent ligament in all of the body. Would you argue that every day the ACL doesn't tear, though, is a good day to be an ACL? <laughs> yes, for the ACL community, every every Sunday that you don't get a star wide receiver or running you back, a good day. Chan the ACL, then that's a win for the ACLs. But I got to be honest, from August to February, tough season to be an ACL. There's not really a worse season, um, because more and more ACLs are getting torn every week, and people forget that. With the, we're in a global pandemic, I know I just contradicted myself. We're in a pandemic, and People that just forget ACLs every week, one after the next. It's incredible. It's that's its own pandemic within itself. And 
you've never heard a good story about an ACL. You've never had an uplifting, positive story about an ACL ever. Yeah. And you won't. And that's why they're my fraud of the week. Like, maybe that's not even fraudulent. Maybe that's my hate of the week. I don't know. Because I guess technically the ACLs aren't really speaking very highly of themselves either. Well, no, they're not meant to, to tear. So that would make... So that would be a little bit fraudulent. Have, yeah. is there, let, me, let me pose you this question to really close this out. Have you ever heard of an... Outside of, like, concussions, have you ever seen or heard a more an injury in a, in a football or in any sport that happens more often. I don't think there is. No. It's it's crazy. Even when it isn't, it is. Even ankles. when it isn't, it is. Ankles would be the only, like, yeah. close. But They're but not as serious. Every time, you know, someone limps off or they're holding a knee, it's like ACL every time. Yeah. No, that's very true. So I just have to get that off my chest. I'm sick of it. It's a There's got to be a way to make the ACL not tear every it's single a weak, season. weak, weak ligament. And you would think after a while, the humans would be like, you know what? Like, we got to we gotta cut the shit. Like, we can't have this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what can we do to fix this? Nothing. There's no solution. There's nothing you can do. As far as I'm concerned, I pose that question to all those medical professionals who will be honoring tomorrow on Wednesday, October 21st. Groundbreaking stuff here on TWBLC as always. Uh, yeah. My fraud of the week. I'll go back to the the old well and just scoop out Brooks Kepka, toss him back up there. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes on his wife's Instagram story, whatever, answers all these questions. And, of course, the golf fans being, you know, the articulate and, and deep thought analysts they are, they asked him about, you know, the Bryson beef many a times. And he addresses it in one last question, which says, why didn't you address the Bryson beef? That's all we were all here for. And he said, well, I just don't really feel like talking about him or blah, blah, blah. Fraudulent because you felt like talking about him when he hadn't won a, a PGA ago, yeah. Tour event this year. That is won, very fraudulent. Then he won a PGA Tour event and you and still you, talked you about him afterwards. And then he won a U.S. Open. And now he's going into the Masters as the clear-cut favorite but all of a sudden, you don't want to talk about him? That's the definition of fraudulence. Yes, I agree. Nail on the head. Fraud. With that, we can wrap it up with wrap our quote right of the week. Throw a bow on it. We are throwing the bow on it. We're wrapping you up at about 51 minutes, I would say. This one comes from a savvy investor, Warren Buffett. He says, the stock market is a... <laughs> I had a stutter there. The stock market is a device for transferring money from the impatient to the patient. Wow. That one hit me hard. So when you're thinking about selling those stocks as these things nosedive in the next couple of weeks, Drew, just hold on. Listen to Warren. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go up to and tell my dad that one right now. That's, that's a good one. He's his nose. Hey, even better. Tell him to listen to the pod tomorrow. <laughs> I will. Tune in. Till the end. Till the end. That'll wrap us up here at TWBLC. As always, our man, Pat from last year, playing us out. What's for lunch? TWBLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Zazitz. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew.